Hey, it's Bartender Journey, podcast number 47. Happy holidays, everybody. Cheers. It's a good time for bartending and consuming beverages and having a good time with your friends and family. Although, I must say, it's been very snowy around here lately. In fact, the bar I work at closed on Saturday. It was so bad out. Nobody, you know, nobody was on the roads. Nobody was out at all. Everybody just kind of hibernated. So uh, we, the bar was closed, and uh, I did the same, kind of hibernated at home. And uh, Vano, the same thing happened to him. He was supposed to work Saturday night, I think, and he, he didn't work. Uh, same problem. But anyway, we have an interview today with our new friend, Jaime. He's an experienced bartender, has been working in the business a long time, and he's uh, out near Chicago, and he listens to the show, and uh, he got in contact with us, so we did an interview with him on the phone, so that'll be the show this week. We had a good time talking to him. Hey, you know what I'd like to talk to you guys about, and I'd like your input on it, is buybacks, because I find this an interesting subject. You know, in my opinion... They are not guaranteed. It's up to the bartender's discretion. And, uh, you know, but then people get mad when you don't do it. So it's um, it's an interesting subject that I'd love to have your input on. You can comment on that a few different ways. It would be great if you went to our website, bartenderjourney.weebly.com. And every week I post a show so you can listen to the show right there. And there's a comment section so you can log in and leave a comment. Or you could just email it to me and I'll post it up there. It's vince.bartender at gmail.com. Or you can even tweet it to me at barkeeptips. But buybacks, that's the subject. Please let me know what you think and how, how it works at your place and, and your thoughts on it. Thanks. All right, so here's our interview with Jaime. What's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? All right, man. Awesome. Just getting up and getting this day started, so. Yeah, that's how it usually Where's goes with the bartenders, right? Roll out of bed around yeah. noon or so. <laughs> Always. Did you work last night? Um, I did at my other job. I, I Right now I'm only bartending on Friday and Saturday night, so I, and I'm I don't go until midnight, and then I get out of there at like six in the morning. So it's kind of a crazy schedule. What? What? Uh, what time do the bars close there? Uh, they close at four o'clock in the morning here. So we get done at four, and then you know you get done with cleaning up and everything, and before you know it's six in the morning. Wow, four. That's like here. And you're in what state? Uh, I'm here in Peoria, Illinois. Uh, I've been here my whole life. It's it's kind of like a big small town, I guess. All right. People would like refer to it like a little baby Chicago or something. Uh huh. How far from um, Chicago are you? I don't know exactly. It's about two hours away. Okay. Two and a half, three hours, something like that. And uh, so you've been uh, you've been around bars. You kind of grew up in bars, huh? Yeah, I started bartending right when I was 21. Uh, I got my first job in a bar, I guess, when I was 19. I started off as a cook there. And then right when I hit 21, they moved me up to bartending, and I never got out of it ever since then. Hmm. It's kind of hard to get out of it, it seems like, and then once you do, you want to go back. Yeah, I found that to be the case as well. So we, we got like right now, I work... What's, What's that? that? How long, so I was reading your email, and you have like over 10 plus years in the business, right? You got ten, oh, a lot of years in the business, right? 10 plus years? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 35 now, and I, I started right when I was 21, so I've, I've never really quit. Wow. wow. So, Let me ask you a question, my friend. That's, uh, that's a long time, and, I mean, you have the same amount of experience as I have. That's the timeline. Two questions. Like, what keeps you, like, relevant and motivated, and how do you, how did you, how do you prevent burnout? Well, for at least eight or nine years, I did it full-time at you know, two or three different bars, and 
I guess for me it was the fact that I, I wasn't at the same place every single day and I have, you know, different regulars at different spots. And the, the good part about that for me is, you know, you're at one spot and then you get your regulars from there and they get to talking to you, they get to knowing you. They want to go to the other spots to work at. And next thing you know, you kind of can build up this little network of people that like to come see you and they come see you at other places it kind of works out for all the other bars too because some places will get mad that you work at more than one place but then you explain to them you know kind of how it works and it's a big difference oh that's so, cool yeah i guess for me it's like if you're you know stagnant at one place see if you can mix it up and if your place that allows that of course you know yeah that's a good point a lot well a lot of places a lot of places will expect you to have a following, you know, or, or want you to bring customers with you. So that's a, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, and, and in my town, it's it's small enough to the point where, I mean, obviously I don't, I don't know everybody in my town, but I know a large majority of them. And like most of us that bartend here, we kind of use like our Facebook as a advertising platform, I guess you could say. Like every time we have to work, you know, somebody throws up, Hey, I'm working at so-and-so tonight. Come see me. We got these specials. And it's kind of like a free commercial, I guess. Yeah, that's right. It works out really well for a lot of us because, you know, people get on there and they network on a Friday night to see what's going on, who's going to be where, doing what. And then, you know, we'll even make up little pictures with memes on them and stuff saying, you know, making fun of somebody with a shot or something. Yeah, yeah. And then get people talking and the next thing you know, you got all your people showing up at your bar. Yeah, you got to kind of make your own luck, right? Yeah, because it's not like they have like commercials on the radio for our bars or anything like that. So we kind of go for our own. Yeah, yeah, That's that makes cool. sense. Describe yeah. your style, my friend, as the bartender. I would say it's it kind of depends on where I'm working at. Like the place I work at right now, it's, it's more of a nightclub, so it's you can't really. I mean, you interact with everybody, but you can't, you know, like have a conversation with somebody and smooth with them a little bit while you try and you know make money off of serving them because they can't hear what you're saying so <laughs> it's kind of a, a speed process where you're trying to serve as many people as you can and you only have that small window to make an impact on them so you got to make sure that you're smiling at everybody that you serve and shake their hand when they pay their tab and tell them thank you and kind of got to be on it for that short period of time because that's that's all you have but once you get that person and then they come back the next weekend and, you know, you remember what they drink or what shots they like, it kind of makes a difference. Like, I've worked in pubs and nice restaurants and everything else, but when it comes to, like, a pub, I'm a guy that can chat it up with anybody. So they put me behind the bar, and there can be two people or 20 people in there, and, you know, I can find time to interact with everybody at least for a second. Because you got to be able to work the whole room. You can't just talk to the hot chick at the end of the bar. You still gotta talk to Willie One Eye in the corner with, even though he likes one beer a night, it still means something to the owner that he comes in. So you can't just like neglect people. That's a great point. So I kind of try and touch bases with everybody, try and keep everybody happy for the most part, which is impossible. But you do what you can. Yeah, That's good, man. Yeah, but what's uh, your money drink? Um, it's really easy where I live because I mean it's kind of a, a beer drinking town. So everybody here basically drinks beer and shots. So we do. When it comes to drinks, I guess it's more shots than anything. Probably one of the more popular ones that we make is called Vegas, which uh, we use Crown Royal, Peach Snaps, Cranberry Juice, and Red Bull. And we just sell those by the dozens every weekend. So what, what's the ingredients not, together? We use uh, 
Crown Royal, Peach Snaps, Cranberry Juice, and then Red Bull. Wow, that sounds good. Is that like a um, is that a redhead slut without the uh, uh, Red Bull? Uh, sort of, but you're not using Jaeger. Okay. So it's it's it tastes kind of sweet and it's like a pinkish color. Okay. And it's pretty tasty. I mean, at first we used to get pretty annoyed making them because we'd make so many of them, but now it's just like I keep one shaker just designed for those. So instead of having to find a shaker every five minutes to make these shots, I just basically designate one for that. Like I got two blue ones and a red one. So the red one's always for my Vegas's and the rest is for whatever else. People don't really order very complicated stuff here for some reason. And I'm okay with that because, you know, it makes my job easier. Yeah, Plus every now easy. and then you can, you know, hit them with something different. And they're like, oh, I've never had that before. Yeah, there you go. I was going to ask I was gonna ask you if the uh, whole cocktail culture kind of thing is, has caught on around there. You know, it's, it's big in Manhattan, but even... Um, yeah, it's big in Manhattan, but uh, even, you know, where we are, like an hour north of, of the city, it is really not caught on so much, you know, so uh, it sounds like even less so out there, huh? Not, yeah, not even close. I mean, maybe if you go to somewhere that's, like, really, you know, ritzy or something, but there's not a ton of that going on, yeah. at least that I've seen. Uh-huh. Uh, there's more, like, like the uh, Irish bar that I worked at, which is two doors down from the place I'm at now, it's got you know, tons and tons of craft beers and things like that. And there's, there's people that are into that, but uh, as far as the, you know, the, the drinks, no. Do they even have a cocktail menu there? Um, there's there's places that do. Like, there's a, a martini bar here that makes, you know, excellent martinis. But that's, you know, they're what they specialize in. But uh-huh. they're more martinis. They're not, like, anything super elaborate. Yeah, I gotcha. What advice would you have for bartenders out there, new bartenders? A lot of people, you know, I've, I've trained people that are green and just getting into the thing. And, and for me, it's, it always seems like people are super nervous, which I guess I can understand. But uh, be yourself, you know. You gotta, you can't go in there and pretend like you're, you know, somebody that you're not because people usually see through that anyway. Be yourself. You got to be nice to everybody. Make sure you smile at everybody you see touch points with them every chance that you can get you can't like stay locked on one group of people for too long you know i like to move around like i said and if you you know you got downtime or something do a magic trick for them or something i mean (laughs) you can make them a napkin out of a rose or something you know people will remember stuff like that and they'll come back and they'll be like oh yeah you gotta do this guy this guy can he made me a a rose out of a napkin it was the coolest thing i've ever seen blah 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 for some reason women like that and if it works for them, it works for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And as far as, you know, other stuff, like I've I've done all kinds of goofy tricks on people at the bar that always get them to stay a lot of the time, too. Like, the, uh, you ever done the trick where you put the uh, the nine quarters on the bar? No. And then you tell them to touch one with that when you're not looking, and then you can guess which one it is every single time? No, but I want to learn. Funny. <laughs> Basically, you have your you have like a cocktail napkin, and you set it down in front of them, and you tell them you got nine coins, and you put one in each corner, and one on each side, and one in the middle, so like a dice kind of. Okay. But with nine. Uh huh. So the, then you have to have one of your regulars or your buddies in on it that's sitting nearby or close, and they have their cocktail napkin. So you tell them that, that you're going to walk away, and they can pick any coin, and that you'll know what it is by the heat. So you walk away. And they touch one, and whichever one they touch on the napkin is 
basically your regular, whoever you have in on it, their napkin is a mirror of what that person touched. So if they touched the one in the corner closest to them, then that's where they set their drink down on their napkin. Uh-huh. So when you come back, you just look at your friend's drink, and where it is on the napkin, you know right where they touched it. Oh, nice. So then you walk over to their coins, and you know you put on a little show, act like you're feeling out for the heat. You finally, you go to the one where it's at. And you can sit there and literally do it for half an hour straight. <laughs> and it's pretty funny because they get mad, and then they add other people in on it. And the only trick they ever try to get you with is when they don't touch one. And when they don't do that, you tell them to set their drink off the napkin. Wow. So that way, you know, even if they do that. Ah, you got it all worked out, huh? You can't let them touch more than one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. I'd like to hear more about uh, your training when when you train other bartenders. Like, uh, you know, how long our process is that? And uh, I'd like to hear more about that. Well, most of the places, it's it's pretty simple. So, you know, you get them in, you get them accustomed to prices and stuff. Most places that I've worked at will have, like, a, a price list that, We'll sit by the register or something if you don't know. So I kind of will go over that with them for the first day or two, let them see that and get a, an idea of what everything is. And then I prefer, if it's just like the two of us, I kind of like to sit back and let them just work, you know. And if they get caught on something, have them ask me. Or if I see something I can kind of lightly tell them to do without being a jerk about it, I'll kind of point it out to them. Like, I've had, like, my worst case that ever happened to me, this guy comes in, and it's like, oh, you bartended before. It's like, yeah, so, cool, so, I'll let you do your thing, I'll be right here if you need me. So, this girl comes up, it's like, it's at a dead point in the night, there's nobody there, and she orders a Jack and Coke, and this guy just got back there. I'm like, hey, there you go, have at it. And he turns around, he looks at me, and he goes, what do you, what do you put in a Jack and Coke? Oh. And I was like... What? <laughs> you clearly have not bartended before, and you kind of lied to get your job, so that's not cool. So, like, it's what it is. It's Coke and Jack. <laughs> so he gets a pint glass and fills it up with Coke and a shot glass and pours a shot of Jack in it. Oh, boy. And hands it to her and then asks you with the charger. <laughs> and I was like, go, go take a five-minute break, bud. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who's never even hung out in a bar before, never mind been behind one. How do you how do you even fathom serving somebody a Jack and Coke like that? So obviously you have to you have to be like, hey, listen, this is what you do. You put scoop ice in here, you pour a shot of Jack in here, you fill it up with Coke, you put a straw on it, set a napkin in front of them, and say thank you. It'll be four fifty. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah, but a lot of it is people just aren't used to it yet. You know, jumpy because they're back there, they don't know what they're supposed to do. So a lot of it's just getting people to relax and get in their own zone, you know? Yeah, yeah. I had that once, the, this girl I was working with who was pretty new, and uh, somebody orders a vodka soda, and I knew exactly what she was going to do before she even did it. <laughs> vodka and Pepsi, you know? <laughs> I knew exactly what, what was going to happen, and uh, sure enough, it did. But, uh, yeah, I always think that's interesting. You know, people people say they bartended before, and they have, you know, maybe they are quite experienced. And uh, I've been through this myself going into a new place. You know, yeah, I know how to make drinks, but, you know, the procedures in the place and how to run, you know, if you got a POS and then uh, you got to learn a menu if they serve food. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot else besides just making drinks, you know, um, to learn. So uh, I, uh, 
you know, I was in one place for a short time and I, I just hated it because I never got, I, I just never got in the groove and I never, I never got trained, you know? So, you know, like, oh, you're, they want experienced bartenders. They think they're just going to put you behind the bar and you're going to know what to do. But, you know, like, where's the, uh, you know, where are the coasters kept? You know, if you run out, where do you get more? You know, all this, all this shit, like, there's a lot to learn when you go into a new place, you know? It's not just a matter of how to make, you know, a Jack and Coke. That's been my experience anyway. And it's different, too, because, like, you know, around here, different places are run different ways and things. Like, like the Irish bar that I, I worked at was, it was a fun place to work. It's a, a real small place, but you're literally the bartender, the waiter, and the cook because they serve food, too. Wow. So if it's a slow night, say, like, when I was there full-time and stuff, it'd be like a, a Monday night or something. And you're behind the bar by yourself, and there's only you know, a few people in there, which isn't a big deal. But then, you know, those three people decide to order food and then five more people walk in and then you're cooking, you're trying to serve everybody and it gets pretty hectic sometimes. Yeah, I know what you mean. You only you only got eight people in there, but you're running around like a nut because you you're the only guy there, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden you run out of, uh, you know, forks. Now you gotta, now you got to be the dishwasher too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, and then there's other places that I've like. There was a, a really nice restaurant that I that I worked at, and they had a real small bar that was just like a box shape. So basically, you just smelled like a rat running around a cage the entire time, <laughs> and everything was super expensive, which is all fine. But the owner would sit there at the corner of the bar like every night during the dinner service and buy everybody's drinks at the bar. Oh yeah, and then he would never tip you out. Right, and so then he would leave as soon as the rush was over, and then you're stuck there with all these people who've been drinking free all night, and of course then he leaves, they all leave. So it was like, right. It feels like you're catering their personal party or something, and then you don't get anything out of it. I know what you mean. I've been there. Those jobs were not the funnest, but yeah, I prefer my favorites more like a pub job. Those are those are fun because you know you can interact with your customers, you can hang out with them. You build friendships out of some of them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a bar back? Uh, the place that I work at now, yeah, we have we have two bar backs that work with us all night long, and that makes things pretty easy. Where I'm at, What's your responsibility, like, after your shift? Do you have to just clean the bar? Like, break it down for the people, like a typical day for you when you walk in. Well, when I walk in, luckily, I get off work at my other job at 11. I have to race home, shower, and be back to this place at 12. So... I don't have a small window to get down there, but when I get there, everything's already open and in full swing, and then I just kind of walk in and start working. Now, at the end of the night, you know, we have to see out the drawers, we have to get the credit card tips in order, uh, you have to wipe down the bar, spray everything down, wipe all your bottles down, cap all the bottles, and everything else, luckily, the barbacks pretty much take care of. They stock the beer, they, you know, mop the floors and stuff, so it's actually, a, it's pretty gravy. I mean, I can't complain about it. Nice. You own at 12, I, and I only work till 4. So you walk in during the rush, and when the rush is over, you get to go home. Sweet. So it, it doesn't really get much better than that. There you go. And you get done, you know, you all kind of sit down, maybe you have a drink or two with your coworkers, and you count out your money and complain or praise your customers of the night. <laughs> and... You know, you get all your stuff together, and then you're done. There you go. 
so and and also what I was going to ask you guys about, like where I work at right now, like every bar I've ever worked at, we have, we've always uh, split tips. Do you guys do that where you work at too, or is it like every man for the zone? Yeah, we. Yeah, we split. Uh, yeah, definitely. Although where where I'm working now, I generally work alone. But uh, every, yeah, pretty much anywhere I've ever worked, we, we split. Yep. Yeah. See, where I'm at now, they we started out that way, and now we don't. Really. And it it's not awesome. I don't like it that way. No, it's chaos, man. Yeah, because there's four of us behind this bar, so you know it's usually two guys, two girls. And the way we've always run it, you know, the girls can cater to the guys, guys cater to the girls. And, you know, you, you kind of know how to work the crowd. Well, then it gets way different when it's everyone for themselves and then people are saying, oh, just come to me for your drinks. Or, you know, it seems like it kind of makes it more of a hostile environment. Yeah, I agree. How do you deal with uh, responsible serving? Like, uh, you know, if you got to cut people off. Uh, well, it's, it's actually pretty easy for us. I mean, I there's people where I work at, we open up at 10 o'clock at night, and we're only open on Friday and Saturday nights. So the rest of the town is open all week long, and then you can go downtown where there's our strip of bars that are all open until 4. So by the time the majority of people make it down there, most of them are, are pretty good and on their way. And, you know, if it gets to be around 4 in the morning, obviously you can imagine the kind of people that you're dealing with. Luckily for us, you know, with all the security we have, if somebody's, like, belligerent or falling over or just doing whatever, basically we have a radio behind the bar. We can just radio one of our security guys. They'll walk over and say, hey, it's, I think you've had enough to drink for the night, and then you don't even have to deal with it. Nice. Plus, it doesn't make you look like an asshole because you're not the one saying, hey, man, it's time for you to go. Right. Because that can make a difference. The next time they come back, they'll say, oh, this asshole told me to leave last time. You're like, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> that works out. It, it makes sense. You know, everybody has their roles. You've got security there. That's that's their job. Your job is to serve the people. And you got to watch out right. for them, of course. But, uh, yeah, that that makes things a lot easier. Yeah, nice. it's definitely nice having, a, having security there because, you know, it kind of eliminates a lot of the BS that you don't want to deal with. Right. No, I said when you have to do both, either security and the bartender, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that makes for a stressful environment. I've I've definitely had to do that before too, so it's that's not easy. Yeah, one place I was working recently, you know, after the waitresses left and the manager left, the bartender was the only guy there. So you were the you were the manager, you were the security, you were uh, you were everything, man. And it was uh, it was tough. It was you know more responsibility than I wanted for. Uh, <laughs> for the money that I was taking home at the end of the night, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've dated a lot of girls that are bartenders, too, and, like, a lot of places that they'll work at, they'll have to close by themselves. Yeah. And, you know, it's an attractive girl behind the bar, and there's nobody there at one thirty in the morning. I just never thought that was a great idea. So I know what you mean. I know what I you mean. I generally would kind of be there just to make sure everything was okay. Yeah, that's what we would do on on um, Saturdays and sun or Fridays and Saturdays when there was there'd usually be a male and a female bartender, and uh, as it got slower towards the end of the night, generally the uh, the lady would go home and the guy would have to stay and clean up and close up and you know because you don't want to leave exactly your point you don't want to leave the girl there by herself so it's uh, yeah that's that's an issue you know. And the other great part about you know being down there that late for for us I guess is. You know, we, we all kind of know all the other bartenders around town. We all kind of are friends and go visit each other. 
and kind of have like I guess like a tipping war with one another. Where <laughs> I don't know if you guys are the same way, but we all tip like ridiculously high here. Yeah, yeah. And then it makes it a fun game because they come back and see you and they try and outdo you. <laughs> so I I do love that because all the bartenders that work the two o'clock bars, they all get off and they come downtown and then they're just ordering shot after shot for that last hour. Right. And you just make a ton of money right there off your friends coming in to see you. Yeah. And then you go back the next day and do the same thing to them. <laughs> You're off work, so. It's a nice give and take. Right, right. I like that game. <laughs> I always said that bartending is like stripping with your clothes on. You know, you have to put on a nice show, and you're basically doing the same things a stripper would do, but you're keeping your clothes on the whole time. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Thank you so much for talking to us, and uh, we appreciate it. Good to meet you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, my friend. Alrighty, guys. It's nice to meet you, and I will. Uh, I will be in touch soon. Thanks, dude. Bye, bye. All right, thanks. Bye, bye. Bye. All right, that was cool. It's always great to talk to other bartenders and get their view on things and. Uh, you can always learn from other people. That's our theory here on Bartender Journey. So, uh, well, thanks for listening. Again, happy holidays. And, uh, again, remember my question in the beginning of the show about buybacks. What's your theory on it? What's the policy at your place? Uh, is it even legal in your state? Because some places it's not. And uh, what are the house rules? And are there any? Or is it up to your discretion? I think it should be up to the bartender's discretion mostly. But anyway, um, you can go to our website, bartenderjourney.webilly.com, and there you can listen to the show and leave a comment, and you can comment about that subject I was just talking about, barbacks, buybacks, excuse me, not barbacks, buybacks. And uh, also, you can go there and help support the show. We have a tips page, tip cup page, keep the show going, support the show by leaving us a tip, and uh, we want to keep the show going, and uh, we could use your support to do that. So uh, please consider checking that out. And you can find a link for that right on our website. Okay, enough of that. Uh, Oh, did I mention the website? Bartenderjourney.weebly.com. I think I did mention that. Okay. Happy holidays and cheers. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.